Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. guys how y'all doing welcome back episode 26 so last week I talked about how I struggled and wrestled with a thought how I actually like challenged my brain to think of it differently to like find evidence of where I was actually if you paid attention to last week's episode taking advantage of or why it was perfect that what was happening was happening. It was so transformative for me. It was like one of those times, like I really wrestled with the thought, like sometimes when I'm coaching my clients and I offer something to them, I love it when times like it's not always transformative in the actual coaching session. And I'm okay with that. I know that sometimes it can take several coaching sessions and several weeks for them to like, look at it, look at it from another angle, pick it back up and look at again, challenging their mind to look at something in a different way. We call it reframing. We call it cognitive reframing, but sometimes, and this is where we get to today, I wanted to share another transformation for me, and it wasn't as hard. It wasn't this painful, working and like, there wasn't a lot of emotion about it. It wasn't a lot of like stress with it, but it was still me challenging my mind But in this instant, it was me slowing it down. Like I had to slow it down so that I can see. It was me providing myself a container that I can see my brain and watch it and just be okay with watching it. So let me tell you now, back. In 2023, 25, and 27, I had kids. So in 29, from 23, 25, and 27, 19, not 20, I'm sorry, 1993, 1995, and 1997. Okay, that's better. I had kids. So it wasn't even 20. (laughs) It was 19. Okay. I knew that didn't sound right. But okay, so I had three kids. 1993, 1995, and 1997. After my childbirthing and I breastfed all my kids, I was like 220. And at some point I said, I made a decision that I was taking back my body. I went to my husband at the time and said, hey, I've delivered, I've had three kids in four years. I've breastfed these kids. I'm taking my body back. And I want you to babysit while I go work on my body. Like it was just a declaration. This is happening. 
here you go. I'm taking care of me. And so I lost like 80 pounds. I went from 220 to 35. So it was kind of like 85 pounds, almost 90 pounds, right? And I kept it off for like 14 years. Was so proud of myself because I wasn't one of those who like took it off and bounced back. I was like 14 years. And then remember that last episode we talked about last, that relationship and how being in that, I told you I gained 50 pounds in three months. So all of a sudden I'm looking up 14, 15 years later and I am back at 220, the place where I swore I would never, ever, 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 ever be back at again. I was there. So I worked, worked hard, worked out, figured out it wasn't the same thing that I was doing in 1999, was not going to do it in 2014. That was pretty clear to me. I was like, because I was trying all the same things and my body had done some changes and it was not responding. So I had to do some other stuff. So I did, did some other stuff. And I got to really about 170. And 170 was my set point. I don't care what was going on. I could go up to 173. I can go down to 165, but I kept coming back to the 170. That was my new set point. And I stayed at 170 for like two years. And in that time, I had decided to become a coach. So I went to life coach school, I got certified. And I was like, I'm going to try using thought work to my weight loss. Because up until that point, I had always done it like, this is what you eat. This is how much you weigh. Like, this is your exercise, all of that. I did it that way. And so I wanted to bring thought work to my weight loss journey. And so I would make a protocol, which is what I was teaching my clients to do. And then I was realizing I wasn't staying on my protocol, but there was times where I would eat more or like, I just wanted to understand it. I wanted to understand how thought work worked with weight loss because I'm in medicine. So to me, it was all medical and it was all physiologic and it was all hormones. And I was like, how does the thought work? I knew it, but I didn't know it. So it was my time to practice it. So what I did this time was I decided to become a detective of my mind. You know how we are. Like when we decide we want to figure something out, y'all know we can be detectives, right? Don't ever think that your guy is cheating or your girl is cheating, right? You can become a real detective when you want to. Checking pockets. Why are they going in the bathroom? Why are they taking the phone in there? Like you can become a real good detective, right? But I want you to use those detective skills on you. But in order to do that, the first thing, step one, is you really have to set a no judgment zone. What do I mean by that? Step one, no judgment zone. Listen. If I had been saying, I cannot believe I'm still at 170, this is ridiculous, everything is happening, 
I don't like the way I look. Look at these rolls. Look at this cellulite. Look at this. My clothes don't fit right. I don't like it. I've been doing this forever. If I had done this with that mentality, it wouldn't have worked. Because think about when you're a detective, when you're a scientist, when you're a running hypothesis. Did I say that right? (laughs) You have to have an open mind. Like you have to be willing. It is a judgment-free zone. The only way this particular way works when you become a detective of you is like you have to accept you where you are. Where you are is okay. I love me. This is okay. I started finding reasons why it was okay. I started praising myself for like, well, at least queen, you stayed at 170 and you didn't do the fuck it eating and go back up to 180, 190, 200, 200, 220. Like I found ways to celebrate me. I was more athletic. I was more active. I looked better in my clothes. I actually felt amazing. I concentrated on that so that I was in a judgment-free zone. So for me, there was no rush and there was no step two. There was no there to get to. When we realize our power of our thoughts and realizing that the abundance that we want is here and now, whatever I think I'm going to get at the 150s, which is what I wanted, I can experience now because that feeling is available to me now. There is no there to get to. Like I can love myself where I was and have a desire to be at 150. So if there's no there to get to, there was no rush. There was no urgency. There was no frustration. I just got to watch my brain. So if there was no judgment, and there was no urgency. The step number three was, I got to be a detective. What do I mean by that? That means for me, it was like, when I wrote my protocol, what was I thinking? When I was going into the kitchen and just opening up the refrigerator, slow down, baby. What are you thinking right now? Like I slowed everything down. I just studied myself as if I was watching me. I gave myself plenty of room to like, let's figure this out. What are you thinking right now? You know, the who, what, when, and how, and why? I went into inquiry. If I was eating off protocol and eating a bag of chips, there was no judgment. There was no urgency. There was just inquiry. Why are you eating the chips? While you're eating the chips, like, do you like listen and pay attention to yourself while you're doing the thing? Why are you eating the chips? Why are you still eating the chips? Even though you're aware, what's going on? Were you hungry? No, I wasn't hungry. So why were you eating the chips? Why were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking this is my cheat day. Okay, but you weren't hungry. Yeah, but. I was thinking like, this is the only day I can get to eat chips. Oh, but queen, you can put it on your protocol for next week if you want, or you can change your protocol and add chips to it. You can look at that and like add that. I just question everything. 
It was very slow. It was very gentle. It was very compassionate. It was understanding why I was doing what I was doing. And I slowed it down so much because I wanted to know the thoughts that were generating what I was doing. Because the majority of my off eating protocol, when I slowed it down enough, I slowed it down to two sentences. The two sentences that was driving all of it was, this won't hurt and this is healthy. It's like those two sentences were sentences that were the gateway. And I'm going to talk about this the next podcast because I want to talk about those thoughts that we get to decide and look at and pay attention when we really slow ourselves down. They're gateway thoughts. I want to talk about those next week. But today I want to talk about how we become a detective of our brain. And it involves like being okay with where you are and then figuring it out without the need or the desire to like do anything else because you have your back. I'm okay right here. Now let me just understand why I'm staying here. What am I telling myself? What are the hiccups? This is what I do with my clients. Like, I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, no, wait, stop, stop. Like, they keep going, 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 going. And they said, I was like, I will, in the middle of a coaching thing, like, put up my hand and like say, stop, slow it down. Right there, that thought right there. What were you thinking? What created that? And they like slow down enough. And then we coach on that. And then we find the hidden thought behind it, right? Can you slow it down to find the hidden? Like, what was the thought? You ate the thing of nuts. What was the thought? Oh, this won't hurt. But instead of just listening to the thought, the inquiry is in going, is that true though, right? It does like slow it down. It's like, wait a minute, this won't hurt. Take that thought. Instead of just listening to it, argue with the thought. We get to talk back to our brain, right? Argue with the thought. Wait a minute. I'm at 170. It is hurting. Like, I'm okay with where I am, but for me to say this isn't hurting isn't actually true. It's a lie. Once I identified it as a lie, I was like, this is a lie. And it's a lie that I'm believing. I'm telling myself and I'm believing. I'm my own used car salesman right now, and I'm doing a very damn good job of it. Right? Like I'm selling myself on a lemon. It wasn't true. It was hurting because it was keeping me from reaching a goal that I wanted. Even though I was okay with where I was, it was keeping me from being able to use this energy on something else because I was still trying to solve this problem. So I had to tell myself the truth. It was hurting. Like, really, when I realized that, I was like, oh, it is hurting. Once I knew that thought, it was so great because once I identified, oh, that's what's playing in the background, I was keen to it as opposed to not being. Some of our thoughts that drive our actions, we're not on to, we're not keen to, we're not sensitive to. Once you do this work and slow it down and you make your brain slow down and you find them, that's the goal. I always tell people like, I'm always replying in Facebook groups of groups that I'm in. And I'm like, oh, when I see it, I'm like, oh, there's your gold. There's your gold. For me, that was my gold. It was so, it was like I hit 
payday. It was Eureka. Those two thoughts. This doesn't matter. It won't hurt me. And this is healthy. It's healthy. Like it's full of omega threes. And like my brain was like, yeah, it's healthy. Like da, 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 da. And instead of me going, but wait, I wasn't arguing with the thought. Once I start saying, no, it's not healthy because it's keeping me away from my goal. It may have omega-3s, but right now I don't need them. I need my body to eat off of itself right now. So I was able to look at these thoughts and go, are they true? No, they wasn't. Be my own detective and explore. Remember, the only way and reason why I was able to explore is because I created a judgment-free container. That's step number one. We have to be okay with where we are first. Without the judgment, without the, you got to get your shit together. You got to get going. Without the, something's wrong with you. Like, you can't keep doing this without the sledgehammer, right? When we just go, okay, let me slow it down. Let me see, because I know it's my thinking. When you know there's nothing wrong with you, when you accept you, I'm lovable, I'm worthy, I'm good right where I am. When you offer yourself that, then you can create the container of like, okay, well, I'm good. So it's gotta be my thinking. So then you just explore your brain. Like, what are they? What are the thoughts that's driving this? Nothing is wrong with me. It's my thinking. I keep saying and I keep repeating it because I want you guys to really see this process. It's like challenging your brain. Some of our thoughts aren't just flashing neon lights. Some of them we got to dig and find. Some of them, like I said last week, we got to wrestle with to make our brain do the work. And sometimes we just have to create a compassionate container to allow our brain to do the work and just be curious, asking yourself so many questions about the thoughts that's coming through. Like, but wait a minute, is that even true? It won't hurt. It is hurting me. And call yourself out on your own bullshit. That ain't true, queen. This really is hurting you. And once you do that, your brain is like, When you have it and you have that talk back, it's like, no, that's not true. Can I tell you, I got down to my goal weight within like two months, eight weeks, 15 pounds, gone, down to my goal weight. That's where the thought work came in because I was just able then to see my brain, watch my brain, stick to my protocol, tweak it as needed, and I was staying on it and it was beautiful. I taught myself the power of my mind, the power of thoughts, the power of like being intentional on it. It made me a better coach, but it also allowed me to learn to self-coach myself in a more compassionate way, allowing myself to be where I was. I had proof that that actually worked as opposed to applying a sledgehammer to myself. Sometimes do this work so you can prove to yourself that you don't have to beat yourself up to get to a place that you can show yourself love and compassion. And yes, sometimes do this work with someone 
by your side because they can show it to you a lot easier. I'm sure if I had had a coach with me during that, probably would have got through that process easier because they would have been showing me my brain a little bit more. But we can do it on our own too. Just wanted to offer that to you. Sometimes we wrestle with our thoughts. And sometimes we have so much compassion that we create a container where we just are patient and we just become a detective. You'll know which one to use. There may be a third one, but be patient, understand you, and get to know you so that you know what drives you, what doesn't drive you, where are your patterns and your habits. And when you understand and love you and understand how you operate, there's nothing you can't achieve. All right, queens. Until next time, talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brigjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. brigjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time. Thank you.